What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Rockcast Podcast, brought to you by Onyx, Hunt Maps, and Rockslide.com. Jordan here, and we're going to tackle another episode of Tipsy Tuesday. And because I'm, like, pretty much out of the office, very much remote, um, I'm just recording straight to my computer, so the audio isn't quite as good as it usually is, so I apologize for that, but trying to get episodes done and get info kicked out. So it is currently Tuesday, August 23rd. I just got back from Alaska on a caribou trip about a week ago, and it's just been pedal to the metal ever since then, and we've been uh, trying to get some stuff in Nebraska tightened up for outfitting season, or I guess guiding season coming up here soon, and then trying to still like get in the mountains and to scout and get in the field when season opens up here pretty quick. So, uh, yeah, I guess we'll just dive right into it. So, um, new rock slide articles are quite a few out. It, there's a new one from Seek Outside Wingspan Pockets. Um, that looks like a great um, product from Seek. Basically gives your pack, kind of gives me the uh, the fulcrum vibes from Kafaru. You know, that wing pocket type design. They're super versatile and uh, I like them. So go check that out. We have a review of the Christensen Arms Ridgeline FFT and that's from Tony Treach. We have a, a couple of Zeiss reviews. We have the Zeiss Conquest V4 4016 by 44 rifle scope review. And then we have the SFL, the 10 by 40 um, versus the 10 by 32 binocular review from Zeiss. Then we have a rifle action review, the Altera C2 action. And then Travis Bertrand reviewed the modern day rifleman. Uh, course. So that is all up on the Rockslide on rockslide.com to check those out. Uh, some hot news coming in. Uh, gosh, this is kind of something. Uh, a human foot was found in a shoe floating in the Abyss Hot Springs Pool in Yellowstone National Park. They think it's linked to a mysterious death slash disappearance last month, um, but officials did not explain. I don't know if they can't explain or if they just didn't want to uh, explain the death or even who was all involved with this, but they did not expect foul play. So, interesting. Um, that specific pool is the deepest in the park. It's at 50 feet deep and it is 140 degrees, so something you don't want to fall into. So they say that 22 people have died in the park due to hot springs incidents. Um, and the park reminds people to stay on the boardwalks to avoid falling into such a thing. So that's going on in the park. Sticking in Wyoming, but a little bit, uh, you know, brighter news. Wyoming, the state, is receiving $6 million from the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation for 20 different projects throughout the state. Those include some fire restoration projects, um, there's aspen enhancement, invasive weed control, which I think is pretty huge, uh, especially in those, um, not especially, but also in those wildfire restorations, uh, you know, getting taken over by weeds is something that happens. Um, and uh, they're trying to 
you know, help some steam, uh, stream erosion, like, you know, along the banks of creeks and things, help from getting those, like, tromped in, um, it says conifer thinning, and then water source improvement, and then they have a few research projects as well, and, um, they also have some of that in there includes funding for the Access Yes program, which is a private, like a, you know, the state works with private land, or Game and Fish works with private landowners to create access for folks. And it might not be for all the seasons, it might just be open a certain amount of time, but still provide some access for the public for hunting. And, uh, they're also conserving 2,200 acres of elk hunting access with that. So the Elk Foundation granted $310,000 of this, and then they leveraged uh, the remainder of over $5 million from their partners. And so that's pretty cool, the partners and, and all the companies that you know support Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. That's where your dollars are going currently with this project anyways. It's a lot of money going to Wyoming for a bunch of different projects. So habitat improvement and all the things that are important with this. Um, I think as we move forward and things are, you know, developing and more concrete gets poured, I think it's uh, all the more important to to get involved with trying to, like, just help with habitat improvement. Um, you know, everybody doing their little part, you know, hopefully will make a difference for, you know, the future and our kids to be able to do this stuff too. So, um, and kind of with that in mind, uh, quite a while back, we talked about a housing project that was going to go on in Vail, Colorado, that was going to disturb or basically take out a chunk of winter range for bighorn sheep, especially, but also, you know, other species would be in there as well. And that housing development, um, what's blocked. It had to go to a vote whether they're going to do it or not, and it got blocked six to one. So I think that's a W for, uh, I don't know who you want to, you know, just everybody that wants to keep the, wants to, to keep things intact for wildlife. So there we go. Uh, for the hot minute, kind of breezing through this one, for the hot minute, I want to talk about some early season tips I wouldn't really call them tactics. I wouldn't even really call these tips. These are more of like a checklist for myself to remember to do. Um, just in general, you know, it's always a good thing to think about your skin health. <laughs> so find shade. It gets just scorching hot up there at altitude in the high country as we're often doing with, um, you know, early season deer. And then, you know, even even elk, you can be up above tree line chasing elk and just be getting like scorched in the sun. So, you know, some things to, to keep in mind, like try to find shade, especially for your camp. If you're going to be in camp at all, if you're, if you're like hunting kind of close to where you camp, try to find some, some shade. It gets like wicked hot inside those tents if the sun is beating down on them. It makes a huge difference if you're in shade. So, um, you know, find shade is good. Uh, bring, you know, some kind of a lightweight tarp with you. If you can't find shade, prop that thing up to give you a little bit of a sunblock and also make sure to pitch it off the ground. Otherwise, that thing can get 100 million degrees underneath of it as well. Um, and yeah, just 
use sunblock. I hate sunblock, especially if you're going to be on a long trip. Those early season hunts are typically like kind of dusty and you put sunblock on and then it's just a, an attractant for dust. But, um, you know, wear like a hat or something to keep your um, keep the sun off your ears. I think that's good, especially if you're not used to it. If you're not used to being out in the sun like that all the time and then you go out, it can it can definitely wreck, <laughs> it can wreck your day, make it not as enjoyable. And then going right along with that, you know, for the heat and things is uh, hydration. So I've talked about it before. I try to plan for four liters per day and three liters kind of at the very least, you know, that's only three Nalgene bottles if you're drinking them like back to back, which isn't really that many. Um, and then you add in, you know, wanting to make meals and coffee and things like that. I think four liters is a good thing to plan for. Um, I use the MSR six liter bladders or the Hydropack bladders. I really like those two. I've gotten along really good with them. Um, I typically just use Nalgene bottles, but sometimes in the earlier season, I will use like a hydration bladder just for, uh, I guess, ease of drinking, if that makes sense. Um, and then, you know, consider something like a liquid IV to put in at least, you know, once a day. If you're hiking a lot and sweating, there's a lot of, uh, you know, salt and just things that are coming out with your sweat. So some liquid IV will replenish some of those lost, like, I guess, minerals or, um, like electrolytes that are, that are in your body getting sweated out. So, uh, liquid IV is a good one. You can just, you can find it damn near everywhere. It's not, I wouldn't say it's cheap, but it's like a readily available product that tastes pretty, the watermelon's pretty good anyways. Um, and then watch the weather and don't underestimate how cold it can get at night. I think that got me a little bit on the Alaska trip, you know, in the garage packing, it was like 102 degrees and then it's hard to imagine it being super cold <laughs> wherever you're going. But as you gain altitude, it certainly drops in temperature. So just don't underestimate how cold it can get at night and plan accordingly. Um, but at the same time, like the early season is one of those times to like not weigh yourself down with unnecessary things that you might not be using. So you know, just think about some of those things, especially if you're going to be moving a lot, um, being, you know, really tied down as far as weight goes. It can slow you down and just makes you burn more calories and things like that. Um, you know, keep your food from getting hot and melting. That's one thing. Just try to keep it, you know, again with the shade thing, try to keep it in the shade or just uh, consider maybe what you're bringing isn't like all chocolate that's just going to melt into a heap of chocolate mess, I guess. Um, you know, and then bring things you want to eat. This just goes with everything, but bring things you want to eat. Uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with eating a Snickers bar. Um, I don't think. And I try to, I'm trying more to keep with things that are like more wholesome or whole foods, mostly not for nutrition purposes for myself, more so just what I want to eat. Um, you know, I think bringing like tortillas that you can stuff peanut butter and, um, like peanut, do peanut butter and jelly. You can use tortillas to throw like meat sticks and string cheese into, um, I think pre-making tortillas is a good thing to do. And then like trail mix, you know, something that's pretty salty. That's not just all sugary. Um, a lot of times with bars and stuff, you just get into sugar and I don't think 
yeah, I don't know, just like eating sugary stuff day after day after day can get kind of old. Um, but I've found like, you know, even things that have a lot of sugar in them, like a Snickers bar are just easier to eat day after day than some of these like specialty, um, you know, sport bars that people are ordering that just get kind of old after a while. So those are some of my, you know, go-tos. Um, good time to plug backpack logistics. Uh, they basically prepackage all your food for you. So you get on, you can pre-make your own bags and tell them how many you want and they'll just pre-make them for you. Send them in a, you know, like a gallon. It's not a gallon Ziploc, but it's basically a gallon Ziploc and uh, has all your food in it for a day. It just kind of takes the guesswork out of it. Grab, you know, X amount of days that you're going in and roll with it. So uh, that's what I have there. And then, you know, as far as just tactics go, I don't really want to dive into this too much, but I think for mule deer, you know, be sure you're in the right spot before it gets light and you're set up. And, and I think another thing too, is to just like, make sure you're quiet in camp and just keep them, you know, just because you're in camp doesn't mean that elk or deer don't pay attention to you. Like it's good to keep a really low profile wherever you're camped, whether that's even along a road or whatever, like just try not to be too crazy loud. I think, um, you never know, you know, we've shot animals that not in camp, but basically found them from camp and kind of shot them from camp a little bit, or at least got an opportunity at them from camp. Like a lot of times just by, you know, keeping a little bit of a quieter presence and, and not being super loud. And so that's one thing. Um, but yeah, get in the right spot before it gets light for mule deer, especially in this early season, like, if the sun's going to be hitting a spot at all and it's like warm, they're going to want to transition to shade like really early before the sun might even hit them. So uh, you need to be where you need to to be and whether that's getting up earlier or just camping closer, you just got to be able to deal with that. Uh, that'll make your chances of just seeing one go up. Um, and then for elk, I don't really feel qualified to tell you what to do for elk um, other than I think a pretty universal thing is just like stick with it and don't give up, you know, even if sticking with it means, um, you know, bailing out of one drainage that you've, you know, halfway committed to, to just, uh, you know, maybe sleep out of your vehicle and jump to some different drainages every day just to make you like feel a little more comfortable and have a little better attitude to stick with it. Um, I think that's important. So do that. And then probably the last big thing is download your maps before you go on your phone. Check your inReach before you go to make sure messages are going in and out and it's paired to your phone well because I had an issue with that during a scouting trip. Um, and then double check your routes before you go too. <clears throat> you know, make sure roads are open, make sure trails are open, nothing's changed. Um, and then have other plans to go into different areas. Don't be afraid you know, to change hunt styles, like I just said, but have other plans available so you know what trailhead you're going to and what direction you want to try to start hiking and you're not just doing it super blind. So that's what I got for um, the hot minute. It's more so just a checklist for myself to listen to later. Um, yeah, so, you know, rolling into those that help us, Onyx Hunt Maps, you know, there's a ton of great features on there that help you, that can help you with all kinds of things. Find, you know, little honey holes. Um, and a lot of it comes down, you know, 
too boots on the ground, but you know, when you compare Onyx with boots on the ground and you can kind of apply the maps to what you're seeing on the ground, um, you know, it can really be an advantage when it comes, you know, in my opinion, more so when it comes to like finding water um, and doing things like that, it can definitely help you find uh, routes that are, you know, maybe closer or whatever. So Onyx up maps, if you don't have it yet, you can use code ROCKCAST at onyxmaps.com forward slash hunt to get 20% off. And then uh, Black Rifle Coffee, you know, I'll be using their steeping bags on the, the mountain this year for sure. I love those things. You can use code ROCKSLIDE for 20% off your first order of coffee. Um, and then activejunkie.com, if you have any gear to purchase, you can go do that through activejunkie.com, through one of their 1,500 retailers or brands, purchase through Active Junkie, and they will give you cash back, up to 20% cash back via a uh, deposit in your PayPal account or a check right in your mailbox. It's every 90 days. It's a great way to stack on uh, savings if one of those brands or retailers you're using has sales going on or you have coupons or anything like that. Uh, it's a great way to stack on and save money. So go to activejunkie.com forward slash rockslide. Check that out. And then firstlight.com. A lot of uh, cool things coming from Firstlight. Super excited to share them as soon as I can. And the things that are already available are really kick-ass. Their new waterfowl line that has come out. Um, they've got a bunch of new lifestyle gear coming out. I would say my favorites are like the Wick hoodie. I wear that thing every day, probably mostly every day on about every hunt. Um, that built-in hood is great for sleeping in, great for throwing um, thrown on your head when it's super sunny to protect your ears. I do it a lot like that. Um, it's just a great piece. So that's the the Wick hoodie. It's merino wool. And you can check all that out at firstlight.com. And with that, just uh, stay tuned for gear episodes coming up um, and tactic episodes as well. We have Daniel Brannigan coming on to talk about his new elk book. That's gonna be a ton of uh, that's gonna be a ton of fun to talk to him, and then I'm gonna dig through my entire 2022 gear list, the changes that I made, how I plan on using, I've like thinned down on some things, and which makes them more versatile in my mind. I think so. Anyways, that is all coming up on the Rockcast. Uh, stay tuned, and we'll talk to you guys on the next one. <laughs>